Seattle Coffee Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Pat, and it's just me this week. I'm giving Jake a bit of a week off, and I am here today to talk a little bit about holiday gift giving. So um, if you listen to our last episode, I think we touched on this a little bit, but this year more than ever, we are encouraging people to kind of start their holiday shopping early, which I know can be a real pain. It's kind of stinks that every year it seems like the holidays get closer and closer. But this year in particular, we are advising it because there is such a huge, um, there's a lot going on with, you know, production and shipping and stuff. So if you really want to get your holiday gifts in time, we are trying to encourage people to start shopping a little bit earlier because, you know, um, there's a very good possibility that if you wait this year that with uh, the you know strain that's going to be on shipping companies and production companies that it's going to be hard to get the things that you want for the people on your gift list. So uh, even though it is kind of early in the season, we kind of wanted to start talking a little more about uh, ideas for gift giving around coffee. And that is something that we I wanted to chat a little bit about on the podcast with you today as well. Um So today we're going to talk a little bit about gifts that you can pick up for someone that you think would really like getting into coffee, but that maybe hasn't taken the jump before. They don't have any specialty coffee equipment. Maybe they haven't found a coffee that they like yet. So today we're going to talk about some ideas for trying to help them, both gifts you can give and then just some advice that you can try to give to try to help them get into specialty coffee. Um... Then next episode, we're going to talk a little more about gifts for people that you know that maybe are already really into coffee and you don't know what to get them. Um, Obviously, there's always coffee subscriptions that we do and and that you can get that you can go to roasters and get them particular coffees that you like. And that's a nice gift. But maybe you want to do something a little bit different than just getting them coffee. And so we'll, we'll talk next episode about some ideas for people that are already into it and things you could get for them. Um, but this week we're going to start with the, uh, stuff for new coffee drinkers. So while we do have a lot of larger machines, things like the Carina and the Breville Barista Express and the, the Solus Barista Profeta, these are kind of large purchases that you maybe don't want to jump into if you don't know if the person's even going to like coffee in the first place. And obviously those are like larger, probably like gift groups if you're talking about gifting for friends or even family. But there are some things that we think are the sort of thing you could split or uh, even go in on yourself to get someone to really help them first understand coffee. So when I encounter people who say they don't like coffee, usually it's because, and I hate to be this person because I don't like to say like, you just haven't had the right cup of coffee because nobody really likes to hear that for anything that they dislike. But, um, one thing that I would say is a good way to get someone in is to say, well, look, do you like tea? Cause I've found that there's very few people that I've met that don't like coffee and tea. A lot of people will like one or the other kind of, or both um, to start with. And so what I usually like to do is I say, well, do you like tea? Because if you like tea, give me a chance. Let me make you a cup of coffee. And then pick out something that's like a very light roast that's got some floral notes that kind of gets closer to a tea and make a pour over with it. So, you know, in the spirit of gift giving and maybe your gift to them is not a single cup of coffee, I think that 
a really good starting gift for someone who doesn't who hasn't made pour over before would be uh, Hario V60 dripper. It's a old standby dripper. Some people will argue that things like the Aspro Bloom or the Kalita Wave are better flavor, but I think that the Hario is still a really great entry point and a really great baseline for pour over brewing. And you know, they're not particularly expensive. I would avoid going with the plastic ones. Um, I know there's some people that like them because they worry less about breaking them, but I think that the ceramic drippers are the best option, but you can get them for 20 to $30 and it's a pretty good gift. I think, um, I also prefer personally the ceramic over the copper V60, but that's also an option if you want to get something a little fancier looking. And the reason I recommend a dripper in particular is because if you think about the other components of a pour over setup, we know as people who are into coffee that a really good kettle and a really good scale and even a good server uh, or carafe are important pieces of the pour over puzzle. But somebody who's new to pour over, you know, maybe they don't want a whole cabinet full of extra stuff to try it for the first time. Whereas with a, just getting them a V60, there's a good chance they have a way to make hot water. There is um, a good chance that they have uh, some kind of a scale somewhere in their kitchen if they do any kind of cooking. Um, so you can you can usually make it work with that. The The one thing that, you know, the other piece of the puzzle that they're really going to need is a grinder. So uh, if they don't already have a coffee grinder, which they probably wouldn't if they're just getting into coffee, I would say if it's not in your budget, um, you know, a V60 is a good place to start and, and then maybe pick out some good ground coffee, either from a roaster or go to the store and pick out something. I mean, a lot of not everywhere has this, but I know in, in Seattle, we have a lot of really good roasters available right at the grocery store. Um, we don't do grinding at Seattle Coffee Gear, but some roasters will if you order coffee from them for pour over. Um, and or if you what I would probably do personally is um, I would get some coffee from us and then grind it up for them in my grinder. Uh, which is um, going to be able to produce a pour over grind for them. Now, obviously they're losing some of that freshness if you do pre-ground coffee, but it's a good way to get them started. If you are working with some friends and maybe you're working on a group on some group gifts for people in the, in the group and stuff, then you could pick up a V60 and a uh, something like a Sola Scala. Um, there's obviously good grinders, as we've talked about recently. The Bratz Encore, which would have been my standby for a long time, is, is kind of expensive now for an entry-level pour-over grinder. But something like the Sola Scala or even um, the Capresso Infinity Plus is a pretty solid grinder. You could get them a hand grinder. Uh, those are usually a little more affordable, but sometimes that can kind of turn people off um, if they feel like they have to grind their coffee by hand. Uh, and then, you know, there's other options like the OXO brew grinder. Uh, they have a they have a good one and stuff. Uh, we also have on Seattle Coffee Gear a Scala like pour over kit bundle that comes with uh, um, some filters and a Melita dripper and a server. That's going to be pretty good too. My actual first pour over dripper was uh, Melita, so um, Melita. So you can certainly get started on that. So that's pour over. That's a good way to get them started. Um, like I was saying earlier, I would recommend a uh, tea like 
roast, if they're not somebody who's already into coffee, um, you have to be a little bit careful because sometimes very bright floral roasts can be a little overpowering if they're not brewed correctly. So you're going to want to make sure that you can give them really good instructions for how to brew, not necessarily just generic how to make pour over instructions, but instructions that are more tailored to the specific coffee that you're gifting. So it can take a little bit of extra effort, but I think that this sort of set of tools is a really good way to get a friend or family member into making their own coffee at home and uh, and, and getting a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, of course, not everybody wants to deal with pour over. Not everybody likes the flavor profile of pour over. So um, I know that for a lot of people, my first specialty coffee experience was with pour over, but a lot of people um, first have the kind of eye-opening coffee experience. You know, we've actually, I think on this podcast months and months ago, uh, when Allie and I were talking about getting into um, specialty coffee, she mentioned being really into the press early on. And a French press is a really good uh, gift for somebody who you're trying to convince to get into coffee as well. So um, everything from, you know, Bodum makes a really affordable French press. Um, Primula makes a really good French press that's pretty affordable. You can go up a little bit more and look at some of the more expensive Primula or uh, Espro presses. Um, there's even like Espro has an uh, their P0 ultralight press is like a very uh, simple press that you can kind of take for travel. Um, so those are some ideas. Um, another one, the AeroPress Go or the, the standard AeroPress. Those are, it's a little hard to use, I think, for brand new coffee drinkers um, because some of the things with the AeroPress, it's helpful to have some basic knowledge of how coffee extraction works when you're using it to, to try to get the right grind sizes and stuff like that. But certainly you can find instructions for just how to brew a basic AeroPress. Uh, that would be, my guess is enough for anybody first getting in. Um, so presses are another good option if you want to pick up something for someone they're they're not that much more than a pour over dripper and again they just they do need a grinder but um they can uh f- frankly um i think for a really good press you need a burr grinder just like any other kind of coffee making but i think a blade grinder it's the brew method that I would say is most suited for blade grinders if you don't have another option. So if you know that they have a blade grinder that they're using for coffee, I mean, again, this is assuming that they're into like some kind of coffee. Uh, I would not advise using the same blade grinder for spice and coffee. Um, But you know, this is going to be The press is going to be the thing that's going to be the most forgiving when it comes to those grind sizes, uh, in my opinion. Um, So there's another option for somebody just getting in. Uh, If you want to do pour over or press, they I think those are two really good ways to help someone unlock the flavor profile of uh, more complex coffees. Then the last one that I'm going to kind of talk about is that uh, the the drip brewing, um, which is something that a lot of people who don't like coffee still have an understanding of. And they know drip brew because they'll probably drink it even if they don't particularly like it. They may even have like uh, a Mr. Coffee or something at home. 
um, if you can go in as a group and put put a little bit together, there's some good drip brewers that you can get that are SCA certified. So they're going to offer the temperature control, like things like the Bonavita Connoisseur, um, well under $200. For around $200, you could get the Connoisseur and uh, a like a Sola Scala. And if you have, say, five or six people, then that becomes um, like something maybe it's a relief. I know when people are like, hey, do you want to do a group gift for someone? Because I'm not very good at gift giving. And so uh, I know that, you know, if you can get that group together, then a Scala and something like a connoisseur, they're going to be in really good shape to make really, really good drip coffee. And from there, they're going to be able to try a lot of different things. So with all of that said, um, let's talk a little bit about coffees for gifting for a new coffee, a new coffee drinker, someone who's not already into specialty coffee. Um, the I mentioned before the idea of a lighter roast with sort of tea-like properties. And I think that can be really good if it's done with a pour over really well and you can kind of guide someone along the path of like, okay, so, you know, you get this floral note that's similar. There's maybe some jasmine in here and some berry and you get similarities to some tea you might like. I do think though, that if you're talking about a drip brew or a press, those kinds of roasts don't typically work very well. And if it's the kind of thing where you're going to be, I mean, a lot of us I know are not going to necessarily be in the same room with people that we're giving gifts to. Um, I think that you're better off picking something with a little more balance that is going to be easier for people to work with. Um, That typically means something of the washed variety kind of in the medium roast range. It's important to know this is sort of just a general thing, but a lot of places when they say a medium roast, not specialty roasters, but places like... um, like bigger coffee chains and and grocery store brands, their idea of a medium roast is actually quite dark for what we would consider. So keep that in mind if you are looking, like that's a good piece of information to impart to someone that you are kind of bringing along into specialty coffee. And it's worth keeping in mind as you shop for coffee for them too. Um, If you see medium roasts on a site like ours or on roaster websites, that's going to be a more realistic medium that's going to be a little bit lighter than what you would see in some of those larger brands so um some of the the coffees that i think are a really good way to get started um i know that i've seen i've talked to a lot of people that get their eyes open by things like batdorf and bronson's um dancing goats which is uh, a good coffee some of these may be espresso coffees too traditionally but um i think that you get such a good drip cup out of a lot of them that it doesn't really matter if you're brewing them as a as a drip brew or a press or something um maybe not the best suited for pour over but um then there's things like uh stumptown has a number of different roasts that i think are really good starter roasts um same thing with olympia um a lot of like simple but really delicious stuff available um i personally really like onyx coffee labs and i think this is another thing if you're going to be gifting somebody coffee that they're going to be opening getting them a beautiful coffee package is kind of a nice 
way to maybe draw them in a little bit more. And certainly a, a roaster like Onyx or Methodical will have those really pretty packages that really make you want to kind of explore, open them up and, and smell and explore what's inside. Um, and then also a lot of our Seattle coffee gear, the, the, the roast that we do with like Brandywine and with Tony's and with Camber, um, some of them are kind of designed for espresso. So I'm not sure, like I said, they can make a, we usually don't say yes to roasts that don't work in other brew methods as well, but to really get the full flavor out of a drip or a press or a pour over, um, I might go with something like, uh, when our, our holiday blend becomes available, that's a really good one from, uh, from, from Brandywine. Um, so that way they're getting a good first experience. You know, all of those roasters that I mentioned are going to give them and, and any of the roasters that we have available to be clear, um, lots of different specialty coffee roasters, but I think it's worth kind of going the extra mile to make sure that they're getting good coffee, whether you're adding it on and adding another thing onto the gift, which I know can make it expensive, but, or if you are kind of giving them a list of good coffee ideas. And so kind of the thing that I would say about all of this is I think the best way to get somebody into coffee with the holidays is if you have some friends and everyone wants to, um, the, 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 if you have friends that are all coffee lovers and you've got that one friend that, that isn't quite there yet, I think that going in together and kind of creating a little package, maybe you go with a V60 dripper and you go with a Sola Scala and um, you get a bag of coffee and, you know, you're at around $150 and then you can split that up between four or five friends. Um, then you've got a really nice little package that you can give to them and they have a good place to start to understand coffee and, and kind of go on their journey. And what I like to do too, is I like to make like kind of personalized instructions for how to brew that coffee with that equipment for people so that they don't feel like they have to Google it or, or, um, or, or go looking for a pour over recipe. If you can say like, here's the ratios you should use. Here's the grind setting you should use. I've already tried it and it's really good. Um, then that's going to go a long way towards helping improve their first coffee experience, whether it's a drip or a pour over or, uh, or a press. And then, um, of course, you know, there's also the wide world of espresso, but that's definitely one the, my piece of advice for getting a gift for somebody who's new, I would avoid going in on an espresso machine for someone unless they know that they like it. Um, usually that's, that's the case when you talk about something like that, but, um, make sure, you know, that they have uh, a couple of shots of espresso and you're around to see the reaction before you get them into, to that. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of the ways that you can, uh, maybe help people sort of level up from slow brew coffee into espresso. If, if that's something that you think that they would enjoy in our next episode, um, we'll also talk about, uh, some, um, some other upgrades, potentially and ways that you can find good gifts for people who already have all of this stuff and are already really into coffee. That's the really tough person to buy for. I think it's fun to buy for somebody who's, uh, who's new to coffee and to figure out the ways you might be able to help them. But, um, for, for somebody who's already into it, it can feel like, well, what am I going to get them? Uh, and, and just more coffee isn't always the most fun answer, even if it's always a good one. So 
with all that said, thank you so much for watch, for listening. Shouldn't say watching. I've <laughs> uh, been filming a lot of holiday YouTube content. Uh, go check that out. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Seattle Coffee Gear podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, sorry, it was just me this week. We'll definitely be back to having our, our full compliment soon. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a review on the platform of your choice. We really appreciate it. And it helps us get the, the podcast out to more listeners. Um, we've got a really fun 2022 planned with a lot of really kind of cool, more diverse content than what we've had um, with more interviews and stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, be sure to head over to seattlecoffeegear.com for all of your coffee needs. Like I said, check out our YouTube, check out our blog. And um, uh, not also... I don't plug this on the podcast very often, but um, it's worth getting signed up for our newsletter because it's going to be where you're going to find out a lot of information about sort of stock stuff and early sales that we're running and and things that will help your holiday shopping go a little bit smoother. So it's worth worth checking that out as well. You can find that over on seattlecoffeegear.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.